We begin another new day on this Tuesday in the Word of God as we're in Deuteronomy chapter 14. Now Deuteronomy 14 brings up something you've probably heard about, and that is the unique dietary laws that God had given to the children of Israel to follow. Um, and, and so you may have questions about that. Well, here, here we're writing the text, so let's bring it up right here. So what God's trying to do is God's trying to set them apart from other nations that are around them. He didn't want them to, admit, to mimic uh, some of the self-destructive behaviors that the pagan nations around them uh, were doing. And God was setting them apart um, so that they would be unique and others would see that. Um, you, and, and why does he want that? Well, look at the opening words. In verse 2, he says, For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. Um, holy means unique, set aside, uh, different. That's who we are. That's what God has made of us. Um, and the Lord and, and the Lord has chosen you to be a people of his treasured possession. Now, we, we oftentimes miss that when we hear the, the dietary laws or we think of, when we think, think of religion uh, and faith, we tend to think of, oh, here's the rigid practices that you have to follow. But we forget about why, that, why we follow them. Um, we follow them, God says, because you are my special, unique people. You are my treasured possession. To think of that, that, that God would consider us to be his treasured possession is really incredible. That's the reason why God wants us to do that. It's kind of like in the family, you know, where you were told as a child, you know, I want you to give us a good name. We have a good name. We want to be known well um, in the community. Um, that can turn into kind of a heady kind of thing. Uh, what God wanted it for is to set them apart. So people would say, you know, why are you doing what you're doing? And, and and what's different about you? And we can tell them, uh, not because we're perfect, this is all by the grace of God. Let me tell you about the God who has chosen me. Let me tell you about the God who gave his only son to die for me. That's what sets us apart. Um, and to think that God would consider us to be his chosen people, a treasured possession out of all the people on the face of the earth. And, and that, of course, is anybody who by faith puts their hope and their trust in him. We ought to be unique. Uh, Jesus says, let your light shine before others that they see what you do and give glory to your heavenly father but never forget about what a treasured possession we are to god why if that weren't the case why in the world would god have created us in the first place and again the benefit of reading genesis look at all the the intricacy of everything that god created and made and then placed us here to be caretakers of that wow what a special thing if someone were to give us a a great gift that that uh that they made by hand um, and, and that they put together and they said, I made it just for you. Incredible. And, and kind of a sidelight then, that's where our self-worth comes from. We don't create our own self-worth. God already created it. He considered you. He knit you together in the womb of your mother. He sent his only son, Jesus, to die for you. He loved you even though you're a sinner. Um, that's what gives us value. That's what makes us, uh, that's what gives us our self-worth, both that we're created by God and that we are worth the life of his only son. And that's the sense that I want you to get by this. Um, so what sets us apart? For them, what set them apart is, again, to set them apart from pagan nations, from others who worshipped other gods, who weren't really gods. God wanted to set them apart in that way. Just as God sets us apart in our baptism, that's unique to us, in the kind of life that we live, and, and their sacrifice in that, too. I'm called to turn the other cheek. I'm called to go the extra mile. I'm called, when I see somebody who's in need, to reach out to them, to be known for our generosity. I'm called to forgive. Um, I'm, I'm called to be a giver uh, in that way. Those are all the things that set us apart. So that's kind of the counterpart to what we're reading about here. And then God lists all those things that they should eat and they should not eat 
um, for that reason. Then it comes to not only should we be known by that, but we should be known by our giving. And notice this about the tithes. We always tend to look at the at the tithes, and that's probably one of the negative things that people oftentimes hear about the church is that they're always asking for money. God tells them, bring a tithe, bring a tenth of what you produce. And notice what he says about it in verse 23. He says, and bring it before the Lord your God in the place that he will choose to make his name dwell there with them. In other words, to remind them of who they are and how God has called them. And, and he's brought a place where he's going to meet with them and they're going to meet with each other. And then he says, what? You shall eat the tithe of your grain. Now, wait a minute. I thought that was something that they were going to lose, that they were going to give up. No, in effect, what they're going to do is they're going to bring that tithe and they're going to eat it together as a community and they're going to eat it in a place where God designed. So it reminds them of this thing, that all of it came from God in the first place and that God is a good giver. It also reminds them that, that as they give, they're not going to lose anything. In fact, they're going to actually get something back and even more. And that's the way with God. Anytime God calls us to give up something, it's because if we don't give it up, we're going to hoard it. We're going to hang on to it. In the end, it's going to become a curse to us. If we're willing to give it up, we actually get back more than what we ever give. Think about that. Think about in the time that you give. Think about in the way that you care for people. Think about the sacrifice you make either of money or time. Think about how many times and most every time you actually get more back than you ever gave whereas if you do the opposite if you hoard it if you take it for yourself if you get selfish about it if you think this is something i've created i've made in the end it's going to become a curse to you and and uh, this is this is the way god lays it out for them and for us too that we learn to be givers that we might be reminded that god gave us everything and that we might be blessed in the giving and so he says that too in, in that second part verse 24 on at first i thought wow you can spend out on whatever you want and yet and that's what god wants he wants us to be blessed in that way but always but the way that we're most greatly blessed is remembering that everything comes from god and that that, that god is a great giver and that that he will continue to bless us and give to us and we don't need to be worried about that anything we give up was always god's in the first place and we're going to get it back um, in great blessing so just some things to, to think about um, as you read this chapter two um, as well chapter 14 as God talks about um, us being his treasure possession, the unique way that we live, and the unique way that we're known by our giving. So God bless you as you read.